Hi, I'm Maggie. Hi, I'm Grace, and this is A Very Bookish Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to A Very Bookish Podcast. Today is episode 30, and um, Grace and I are really fin- really filming this last minute. It is literally 10, thir- 10 almost 10.30 p.m. Thursday night, and of course, this is going up tomorrow, Friday, 6 p.m., but as usual, I have a busy schedule where I'm like working closing shifts for the last six days straight. And this is the final day that I'm actually off that I can like film. <laughs> yeah, it's been honestly this week is like the first week that I've had off of work. And I'm like, last week I was like, okay, I'm going to get a whole bunch of stuff done. I'm going to reorganize my room because like now I have the time to really spend time fixing everything. I'm going to do laundry. I'm going to all of these things. And I've been so lazy, not wanting to do anything at all. And it's because like, this is the first time in almost a year that I don't have to go to work. So. Well, it's been, you've been there for like six years now. And so you're finally moving on from that chapter in your life with God bless that you are. I mean, why did I just say, whoa. Thank you. Thank you, Maggie. Thank you. Thank you. You're very influencing me. I just said, God bless. Thank you. I love that. <laughs> such a good effect on you. <laughs> the so fact that I just said that. I love that though. Thank you. I think I was trying to say Papa bless because I say Papa bless a lot, but I just said, God bless because I, like, I was just... That's the cutest thing ever. I will never forget this moment right here but um yeah you've been there so you're finally finally moving on from that chapter in your life from people in that chapter yeah because like usually after during school um yeah I'd be working at the school right but then right in summer I'm so yes I work at the school but then I'm also a recreation assistant for the city of LA so I work for rec and parks um parks and rec or is it called rex and park it's rex and park Oh, dang. That would be Park funnier. Park, well, Parks and Recs is different department than Recs and Parks. Oh, that's confusing. Parks and Recs is um, is like um, like tra- hiking trails and things mm. like that. That's okay. Parks and Recs because that's parks that like, mm. like hiking trails, like outdoor parks. Recs and parks is recreation centers and parks. Recreation okay. meaning like facilities with gyms, with basketball courts, where they actually do like teams and stuff. So recs and parks, um, that's where I used to work and I was a recreation assistant. So I would coach volleyball, softball, and basketball at the park. And then during summer, we would do summer camp. So literally I would not have a break between summer and school season. Mm-hmm. I would jump right into my next job. And now I don't have to. Yeah. Oh, I get yeah. to breathe. Honestly, like, I feel like since re- starting reading when I did, I my mindset about life has changed a ton. And I think, I think that it has to do with reading. And, like, I've kind of, like, I felt fallen back into, like, I've had these, I kind of want to talk about, like, these, like, stages in life. I think that everybody has or like these phases that we go through but like reading was always like a constant thing for me and the fact that like I've fallen deeply back into reading and like how that's like made me view differently and like what I want for the future now 
differently. And I feel like both of us are just like going to better places now. Literally, because like, at first I was like, fine if I stayed there working at that school. But now it's like, no, I want better. I want more. I was fine staying there. It was a good job. I did a lot of good things there. But now I'm like, no, I want to do better than that. So I finally got an Apple Pencil back. <laughs> I finally got my Apple Pencil. It's uh, Did you- it's in my purse. Oh. It's in my purse. I literally thought you were about to say, I don't know where it's at. And I was about to be like, no, I was about to be like, Great. it's in my purse. Cause I opened it on my way to church on Sunday, mm-hmm. Sunday. Yeah. I opened it on my way to church and I just stuffed it in my bag and it's been there since. So I know where it is. Yeah. Pins coming soon. I promise. Yes. I'm so excited. Cause like you finally have the time to design now, like, mm. and like, um, yeah, so that's going to be fun for what we have coming up. Um, kind of to like, well, let's let's kind of talk about how we both got Kindles. We both got Kindles this week. Yes. It was Prime Day this week. And so do you want to show, you got uh, you got your Kindle. Which Kindle did you get? I got the Kindle Paperweight. Um, paperweight? Is that what it's called? Paperweight. I always say Paperweight. It's like the first thing that comes out of my mind. Paperweight. Mm-hmm. White um it's the eight gigabyte it's the newest one yes it is waterproof and it's already dirty because yeah it's a six inch touch display 300 ppi waterproof um totally not an ad by the way yeah built-in light wi-fi and eight gigabytes i got the same one i got it actually in twilight um, and I did not get the ones that, I think I could like upgrade it to not have ads. I think, I think you can upgrade them and I might do that, but like, I'm not going to pay. I I'm paying like the four, four month payment plan for it because mm-hmm. I got it and it's like $80. And I was like, Ooh, don't have that money to spend. I have, I, I could spend $25 on this every month. Um, so, and then I got a little pop socket for mine. Um, I got the like Lotus flower, like enamel pop socket for mine and I already have a ton of books on here um which is kind of great I'm so excited literally all and then I put a password on mine because I was like there's too many people around and my dad he's a reader too he have actually has my fire tablet mm-hmm. and I gave it to him because I wasn't really using it at the time but now I'm like I needed one of my own. Look, Maggie, you're. I know. So I sent Grace, if you're listening on the um, YouTube, you can see the, I, so I got this in a fake crate. It is a um, darker shade of magic pop socket. And I had shown Grace it in what January and you were like, oh, I wish I got that. And then I was like, birthday gift for Grace. Cause I'm never going to use it. It's a kind of a weird shape for my small fingers, but it's perfect for grace now you have to get like a like a i don't know what kind of black black and red case definitely um honestly the kindle has been on my mind to buy for quite some time uh mostly due to pauline shout out to pauline yes shout out she definitely convinced me she always had it, it was so cute and also like fit t rachel on tiktok mm-hmm. her too, she really got me inspired to do it and I think she was one of the first TikTokers ever that I saw with like the pop socket on her kindle 
and then yeah. like literally after her everybody started doing it and I was just like yeah I yeah. definitely need one and it's like so small and like I really like it I'm reading because before I was reading on my phone and it was fine but I just I got tired of it yeah yeah so what I like about this is it doesn't hurt my eyes so like with my phone it has that like bright like screen and this feels more like a paper and it just it's it's lighter and that's why it's called paper white because it's like light like a piece of paper that's Mm -hmm. what I found out um but yeah and it's not too much like literally today I was um doing a whole bunch of errands and it was able to fit in my pocket like fully in my pocket you have some big ass pockets (laughs) was it they're like gym sweat type of um running pants but it was able to fit in the whole my pocket and I was really surprised by that Mm -hmm. um so I'm just hoping to get a case for it. That was like one of the main things that I was getting on Prime Day. A couple of other things that I got was like stuff for my house, but I also got my desk. So I'm hoping to get my oh. office renovated for my reading office. So that way we can start like setting up shop for all of our merch and things like that. Mm. And hopefully my podcast will, I won't be recording with my bookshelf behind me anymore. I'll probably do it with my fan art wall which I'm also working on that. But yeah, so far, that's what I got. On- yeah, um, I didn't buy much on Prime Day. I just got my, I guess I got my Kindle and then I got, um, I got like a new backpack. Um, so this is my backpack. I've been using a Barnes and Noble tote bag as my purse for the last six months. And so I'm, fun fact, I'm actually going to see Eamon this weekend. Um, I'm driving all the way up to Chicago. Um, so I'm going to visit her. I'm staying with her for three days, her and her family. And I was like, I need to have something that's like not small purse, but can hold like if I, we go shopping or something and I like backpacks, but like my last backpack I had, the zipper broke and it's mm-hmm. been like a while. And it's like, it was like a flimsy, like leather one. So it was like, wasn't as sturdy, but so I got a backpack and of course the Kindle, which I feel like this color suits me so well. I was gonna go with the sage green, but then I was like, it's not really me. Yeah. I went with the black one simply because I could get a case for it. And mm-hmm. I usually like changing colors often. I'm mm-hmm. I don't like staying with the same color for more than a couple of weeks. Um yeah. given my room. <laughs> Oh, I painted it orange and like this teal blue and already I'm like man I should paint it like a lighter orange I'm honestly you should probably just keep your you should have kept your walls white I should have but then done like colorful like photos and stuff I know I was thinking about it now but then I do need some color somewhere I don't know uh but yeah so I'm hoping to get a a case for it soon so that way I could get like multiple cases and I can like switch them out whenever I want. Um, but yeah, I'm really in love with it. I've been on it for, since I got it. Like as soon as I, I was waiting at the door while the delivery man was showing up. Like I was like, I ha- if you have me on my private snap story for my readers, um, I had like the camera up to like the eye, the people in the I door. I saw that, yeah watching the delivery guy walk up to drop it off in in front of my door because like I opened it when the truck pulled up and I was like quick slam the door wait to see and then like 
I immediately opened it. I couldn't so wait. So for me, I so I was coming back from I bought my dad a, a birthday card with my sister at Barnes and Noble after we worked out. And I we like went to um Barnes and Noble and then we came back and I saw the Amazon truck right outside my house and I was like Yeah. Cause I've been waiting for it and it said it would deliver from like six, five PM to seven PM and I was like time to go get it and so i got it my mom doesn't know i got a kindle so we're just gonna keep that a secret but (laughs) exactly and and it's crazy because like i have an amazon warehouse like the next city over Mm -hmm. and um like a whole bunch of like job openings for that but like i get my amazon packages like super fast i thought i got them fast in la but here it's like the next day literally the next day i get it even though it's two day shipping which is pretty great Um, no you always get it so fast and i'm just like how how ma'am how i stay close to amazon that that's the trick yeah Uh, yeah so are you reading on your kindle right now so actually i am currently so i'm currently reading a lot of physical books that i have um oh my backpack it's in my backpack i have my little book sleeve that I got, but um, I just finished a book that an author had sent me. Um, it's called Rough and Rowdy. Um, the feminism left my body when I read that book. Oh, um, oh I'm, gonna, okay. I'm gonna do a video on it, but that's all I can say. Um, but I read, Pen- so this week I've read Penelope Douglas's Credence. <sighs> <laughs> um, yeah. Interesting, you can go look at my review on TikTok. Um, yeah, I'm actually going to bring it to Chicago with me so Eamon can read it while I'm there. Okay, I got to ask you, do you think I can handle that? Probably. I, it's really taboo and it's really like, there are some dark themes in there. Because it's with like two brothers, right? And then... And their dad. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think you. <laughs> I'm a little softy. Yeah, it's not. It's not a soft romance relationship at all between all I, of them. Like, look, I'm a softy who wants a man who can check the girl. You know, I need an alpha male who can, who's soft and loving and caring and blah blah blah, but push comes to shove he's like no that's not how it's gonna work that's not this book at all (laughs) Um, but I read Penelope Douglas's Credence because I got it from work and then I'm reading Penelope Douglas's Bully okay so I I think I have that one you Um, have read it no you have read it did you buy the book I think I did when um ebook Oh, okay. Because I was like, I was like, you never showed me that you had the book. I was like, like, where is it? When I was setting up my Kindle, I was like, add, 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 add everything. It's really oh bad. Um, so I have that one too. So I'm gonna see how that one works out. Penelope Douglas is really good at writing those like darker romances. Um, I do wish though it was not a happy ending for Credence. Um, I felt like it would have been really good if it wasn't a happy ending. 
No, I need happy endings, okay? Because I don't have them in real life. I need them in my books. <laughs> it's just, it just like the relationships, I felt like... It there was would, no way for it to work out towards the end? There was, like, the, it obviously did, but it just felt like it would have been so much better if it, if, like if it didn't, if, if she like was like, no, Mm -hmm. like, no, this is no longer a viable option. I felt like it would have been really powerful. Got it. Got it. Got it. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, right now I am reading the third book in the maid series by Daniel Laurie. If you follow me on Instagram, you know, I am obsessed with this entire series I have to give a huge shout out to Ofa um, from Ofa Loves Books on TikTok. She's like a romance book talker who I befriended. Like, it was funny because like, um, I kept seeing her videos pop up on my TikTok for you page. And like, I was just like, girl, this girl has so many good books. Let me just add her. And then looking at um, the video that you made with like all the romance wrecks for different like um, genres and things like that. Mm -hmm. I saw the main series and then I had been seeing a lot of videos on her page about it. So I joined one of her lives and she's just like, oh yeah, go ahead and start that one. It's pretty good. Um, So I started it. I absolutely- Oh wait, I thought you've read the series before no this is my first time ever reading it oh oh whoa we I thought you've read like the first book before and like was rereading it and like getting back into the series no this is my first time ever reading it well the fourth book is coming out soon (laughs) yes I saw that and I sent it to you I was like oh my gosh Grace and it's crazy because like I'm part of her Danielle Laurie's Facebook group and Mm -hmm. a lot of authors have Facebook groups especially indie authors so I I joined onto hers and she had a contest for the title of the fourth book oh so you could enter a name that would fit in with the theme and a girl um commented the purest addiction like she gives you like the synopsis of the story what kind of tropes are in it kind of a little background you could read the first chapter to kind of get the vibe of it and we know who the main character is the guy because he's popped out in the first book and she won because her title was the purest addiction and I thought that was so dope. And that's a, so, such a cool way for like the author to keep her readers like engaged into everything. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, so, so far right now I am on the third book, The Darkest Temptation. Um, the Sweetest Obsession was the second book. And that one absolutely took me out. I, I loved the first one. My first mafia romance ever. It's like an Italian mafia. I loved it so much. Everything about it so good the tension the banter all of it and then the I read the second one and it was beyond amazing I was like talking about it for days and I'm trying to convince everybody to read it because it's so good the main guy he kind of scared me sometimes but I fell in love with him anyways because he he just cared about her so much and it's like 
after years. Anyways, so I started the third book and the third book was a little bit hard to come into because I was so obsessed with with the second one. And so it took me a little while to get into it. And me, I've realized that I love dual point of views with the guy and the girl. I like abs, that's, that just takes me in because I love seeing him through her eyes and I love seeing her through his eyes. And this book, the third one, just was the girl's point of view coming mm-hmm. into the world. She has no idea of the mafia or anything. And this guy is the brother to the guy in the second book. Ronan is the brother? Ronan is the brother to Christian. And Ronan pops out a little bit over the phone in the second one. And so I was like, oh, he's kind of funny. I like him. It's funny. Him. Grace literally texted me earlier today and was because I speak Russian. And she literally asked me what this like name was. And I was like, I'll ask my dad and my dad like I sent her like a voice memo you can hear me and my dad yeah. saying it I think I'm I think I have it let me let me pull it up here real quick so she goes she texts me and she's like um also can you help me out and I said how she goes how do you pronounce uh Mikulov and oh my audio isn't all the way up <laughs> hold on okay okay let me let me Okay. So you say Mikhailov? Mikhailov. That's how you say it. So this is me and my dad like telling Grace how to say Mikhailov. Because there's a lot of Russian, well, not a lot, a lot, but there's a lot of Russian little sayings and little phrases um, in the book. And man, I've been hitting up that Google Translate like no tomorrow. But with this one name, I'm like, no, I need to hear how it's said because it pops up a lot. Mm-hmm. It's like um, her last name. And, mm-hmm. you know, she doesn't know anything about this, but the, her name keeps popping up. I don't know why yet. I'm only halfway through the book. Um, and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to give it. I didn't want to be that person to like be like okay you're the only person I know that speaks Russian so you got to translate this for me but I gave in and I did it and it was so cute because hearing your dad in the background it was like the most adorable thing ever I yeah. was like oh yeah no it was funny because we were literally like on our way to his birthday dinner because my sister me and him went out to our birth his birthday is tomorrow and so we went out to dinner and then like as I was walking down you sent me that and I was like well I'll just ask my dad right now and he's like Mikhailov that's how you say it Mikhailov and so I just started voice recording and I said Mikhailov and he's like yep that's how you say it and I'm like <laughs> great 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 for Grace to know I <laughs> love like, that. It was I, so cute. you were like you couldn't say it because it like my Spanish wanted to come through so how are you saying it before I corrected you. I don't want to say it. Say it. You have to. You have to. Yeah, I have to read it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Are you reading it from the book? No, online? no I'm reading it from the messages. I could read it from the book, but no, it's okay. Because I got to <laughs> type in the passcode. I put a passcode on my Kindle because, you know. Um, so reading it in Spanish, I would have read it like Mikelov. And I know that's not right. <laughs> yeah. So like in Russian, is that ha? Is that yeah? Ha? And I was like, I don't know how to do that. I know how to roll my R's, but I don't know how to. I. It's from that like Gaelic kind of. Yeah. Sounding. So I would have read it. I like I was reading it slow, so I was like, make, 
I love Mikhailov. Mikha- Mik- a lot of people would have just said Mikhailov or something like Mikhailov. Mikhailov. That, that's kind of how I, say, I was saying it, Mikhailov. But then I, I would, the more I would like speed through it, it would be, it would become a little more like Spanishy, Mikhailov. And I was like, <laughs> that's not right. Let me pump the brakes real quick and double check. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because. Ronan like it is in Russia so yeah and I I gotta say I'm the writing is doing such a good job and making me hate him I despise this man the way that she does and because the betrayal so early on that's all I'm gonna say and it's really good you haven't read the main series please do because i'm obsessed with it but i'm slowly it's like giving off mad beauty and the beast vibes okay but we're okay. getting a lot of like that first night where he's like if she doesn't come to dinner with me she's not eating at all kind of like <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah so we're slowly starting to get into the rest of the stuff i'll tell you this maggie when it starts changing to the point where like he starts softening up in my eyes i'll send you a voice recording with that song that bell sings there's something that wasn't there before yeah i'll send you a voice recording of that song you'll hear my beautiful voice i do not know what song you're talking about you'll know it when i send it Okay, I'm not sure. Yeah. We'll see. Moving on. <laughs> okay, so um, kind of to get, that was just our like introduction into the episode, um, kind of warm us up. Um, so we, I am going to start reading more on my Kindle. I Because I like, like I realized like I'm not going to be able to like over when I'm at school and stuff, I'm not going to be able to spend money on like books and stuff. Like I'm, I'm really going to have to cut down on how much I bu- how much I buy physical books like I have a ton of physical books now um and so I need to start like using and saving money through using Kindle Unlimited so I really invested into that but today we both have read this book it, we were literally had supposed to have this episode a month ago but we've had so many other guests so many other ideas i think that's kind of what's hard about having sometimes a podcast once a week is like well we have all these ideas on episodes we want to do and we're doing like weekly episodes and then we push back stuff and i'm like sometimes i wish i'm like next time we'll just record twice or put out two in one week or something like that so because sometimes it's just like why not why not just do it but today we are going to be talking about get a life chloe brown by talia hibbert um, so we chose this. Who I don't remember who I saw read this. I think it was Brenna. Yeah. I, I saw Faye. Faye was the one who read this and was like ha- talking about it. And I was like, oh, that looks like a good book. And so I think I got it first and I read it and I was like, we I wanted to do it for the podcast. And so I read it in like March. No. When did I read it? We read it in April. Beginning of April. Yeah. Cause I was like, I was like, yeah. Cause I was still in school. Yeah. And we had just finished We Hunt the Flame. Yes. That's what it was. Cause we were doing the We Hunt the Flame 
that. So yeah, so we read this a while ago. Um, I actually only tabbed three three things. I tabbed a lot. Well, that's the thing is I was I was tabbing and then I got so into the book I forgot to tab. Yeah, it is it's definitely one of those books um that you can just like speed through. So we're this is what we'll do. We'll do like a quick fifteen minutes spoiler free. Yeah. And then we'll let you know when we'll start getting into the spoilers. Um, like overall, this book was really great. Um, it deals with a, a chronic chronic illness um, main character. Uh, she's also plus sized, um, and she is black. And it does a really great story of her not wanting to live. Right, like that, that. That's the whole title. She wants to go out there. She wants to get get a life. She wants to live before she feels like she can't do anything at all. And she has like this near death experience, even though it could be construed as not that near death experience. And she ends up making a list. Like this is the things that I'm going to accomplish and I'm not gonna let my illness stop me from getting this done. And so she moves out of her parents' home and then she enlists this, she creates a list of she creates like a to-do list kind of yeah. of things she wants to do to get a life chloe like to get a life she does this and so like what does she have she has like going to a bar um she is um um riding on a motorcycle mm-hmm. a one-night stand yeah do um, something bad do oh something wait bad. enjoy a drunken night out ride a motorbike go camping, have meaningless but thoroughly enjoyable sex, travel the world with nothing but hand luggage, and seven, do something bad. Um, yeah, it's not that long of a list. And it seems like it's like pretty you know, doable. And her, not her, her um, apartment tenant uh, manager, or- He's like, he's, he's like the handyman kind of he's kind of honestly like an RA for like a dorm room he's like the RA so like he deals with like plumbing it but a handyman as well so but also a manager but he's like not the manager he's just like the guy who lives on the property and like fixes everything and like you go to him for stuff but you it's not he doesn't own the property yeah and like he just from their first encounter they don't really like each other and you know through the story the way the story goes is that he ends up saying okay i'll help you complete your list and we have them bickering and figuring each other out and then him dealing with his trauma and her yeah her dealing with her things a lot of miscommunication um but it's so good red made me blush like so many times red is one of those characters who when you read you're like how does a woman like think this like this is exactly what you want but you're like how do you even imagine this because it's so perfect and you're like i just want him to be real i want red to be a real guy and i want him to say this to me he is honestly like one of like my top book boyfriends like I really don't have any that really stick with me after a couple months but Red since the moment I got to his point of view and that's the great thing about this book it is dual point of view so you do get his point of view um 
from the moment that I got into his head, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to stay here because I loved him so much. He was so funny and so quid-lipped and like, he just like had to come back for everything. And like the things that man thought, oh, that man. Like, like it's, it's like what you think a man would think, but also like 10 times better and sexy. But like 10 times better. Like he would say sexier. things that I was just like, oh. like I had to stop and like reread those scenes. And it was like done such a well job, really made me feel in love with him. And it also made me like really feel for him during like a, a like certain conflict moments. I like loved him over, overall as like a whole person. Like he, he did not do anything bad in my eyes ever uh maybe a couple times but that's neither here or there and yeah like I literally was reading this book and halfway through it I was like I need the rest of the series immediately ordered it on Amazon had the two books coming in literally before I was even done with the first book like that's how good it was to me the the chronic illness rep was done in such a way that even if you didn't have chronic illness you could still like um understand the pain and it was like described in such a way that you could you would know how it felt without knowing what it felt like like you, it was like you understand what like a sweet strawberry would taste like so you would know what a candy flavored like that would taste like completely two different things but they are very similar in a sense that you can make your mind fill in the the like the gaps and from like a bunch of other friends who have chronic illness, they have both like um, raved so much about this book, how it deals and handles it so realistically in a way that people outside of that spectrum could like understand it and deal with it. But also to genuinely describe, this is what we live through every single day. And the way that Chloe was like, yes, I have this, but I'm still gonna do this. I'm still gonna- she doesn't go let it stop her exactly and, and that it, was done beautifully yeah and I I felt like I I really connected with Chloe when like even like I I I I well you wouldn't know if I suffered from a chronic illness like chronic illnesses I think I think it highlights in this book that like it may not look like you're in pain but you could be and I think that is a common misconception when it comes to people who are suffering with chronic illness is like it looks like they're fine on the outside but in the inside they are dying in their own body and I like and it's painful to like live and I I kind of like whenever I, I read this book I like it keeps reminding me of this TikTok I saw and it's this girl like crying and she's talking about her chronic illness to her mother and her mother's like well you look fine and she's like I am sick and she's like crying and telling her mom that she is sick and her mother's like you look fine and you're fine you can do stuff you're not like just because she doesn't look sick doesn't mean that you aren't and I think that needs to be recognized and like the fact that like T Talia does this really well and it's like it gives you an insight onto people who do have those chronic illnesses and that like it's something that's hidden mm -hmm. that doesn't mean it's less it doesn't affect their life less yeah because like when you're living at a certain amount of pain for most of your life it becomes your standard like you forget what it it feels like not to be in pain and so it's kind of like that thing of like this is like uh, an example I feel like most people would be able to live 
to, to understand it's like when you have like a pounding headache and it's going on all day it's like it's the pain is still the same it's the same level but throughout the day you you've gone through it to ignore it to have it at the back of your mind so if somebody asks you are you doing okay it's just like yeah I'm fine but that headache is still at like a nine on your pain level but you've been through it for like a couple of hours already that it's just like your mind has been able to block it out and focus on other things it's like that but like a hundred times worse you know and that baseline of pain is like something that a lot of um people our friends have to deal with and we it, it shows a great perspective on red on how he dealt with caring for chloe in a way that didn't inhibit her ability to take care of herself yeah and i feel like it showed that great relationship yeah it he he wasn't he was he wasn't he was like i will take care of you but he wasn't an overbearing i would take care of you and he, yeah. he like he 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 the thing about red is he noticed those like tiny little things like when she would like flinch or something and he's like okay stay like you need to say even though yes she could support herself and do it all alone he recognized that but he's also like you're in pain right now let me take care of this for you and that kind of like you're not alone in this i think yeah. a lot of a lot of people who do suffer they feel so alone and like to have somebody to like even when you're sick you will always want that person to be like I'll take, I will help you. Like, I know you can do it on your own, but just relax and let me help you with this. And I think she does that beautifully in this book. Yeah, because Red was often saying like, what do you need? What do you need to get done? And I will do what I can for you. And it was done in a way that anybody could literally do it. And it wouldn't be seen as like them trying to control her which was her main problem and why she wanted to start this list you know he gave her the space to be her own person and that's often what you want in a partner and anybody in a friend even to kind of like see you but then not think anything lesser of you because you have um, an illness if you have pain or if you have a disease or if you have any other disability it does not inhibit you from being able to live because it doesn't make you less of a person. And Red did so amazing with it. And I think that's why I loved him so much more because he was just a good guy. And I loved him for that. Um, so before we jump into the spoilers, cause I feel like we're starting to get in there. Um, overall, do you want to say your rating for the book overall before we yeah. jump in? So let me, let me pull up my Goodreads uh, rating for this. Cause I kind of I, I like I think I so whenever I finish a book I always like in my Goodreads I like keep up to date so like whoever follows me on Goodreads they like see my updates and stuff and I always like put my like thoughts out as as what you do with Goodreads um for this book I think I was doing that um I kind of started it I think after this book where I was like wanting to keep track of like what I was thinking throughout the book because I got a lot of feelings for this book this book like oh, yeah. Yep. But I rated this, oh, so I actually rated this book three stars out of five. But you were coming off of a lot of other super, super spicy books and a yeah. lot of intense relationship books. So looking, okay, I'd give it a 3.5. Like, I think I'm starting to get a little more critical when it comes to my reviews. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. 
So I'm not just giving a book like a four or five out of five stars. Even if I read it in a day, I'm not giving it five stars anymore. Because mm-hmm. um, even though if I do finish a book in a day, it's probably because I'm hooked and I'm reading it, but I'm also trying to be a little bit more critical for when I do my videos. But I would get a 3.5 out of five stars because that's still really good. That's a 70%. But I just, I think it's, I don't know if I would read it again is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like I read it once and I enjoyed it, but I'm not dying to read the next books. If you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I feel like there's like those differences between like some books where you're like, I have to read the next book. Like I have to read the next book now. And this one I'm like, okay with not reading the next book or the rest of the series. I'm okay with that. How about you? Me on the other way around. Because clearly I was dying to read the next books, but I got busy with some other books. So they are in my summer reads TBR. I was obsessed with this book. Um, I say that a lot now. I need to pick a different word. (laughs) Uh, Obsessed comes from sweetest obsession. I need to find another word. But um, I gave this book a five out of five because it had the romance, it had the tension, it had the quick banter, it had those um, great relationship building moments um, that I absolutely adore. I love like the communication, I love the talking it out, um, the partner dynamics of a relationship. It had all of that for me and it had like a good problems and issues that would come up in real life and were resolved um, realistically. So that's why I gave it a five out of five. The spice as well was perfectly done for this book. Yeah. So like, there's a thing. So a lot of people have been talking about how like, there's a difference between like a spicy book and like a book that has spicy scenes. Like Mm -hmm. all adult romances are going to have a little bit of spicy scenes, but like in this, I think she like, I have so at, at my Barnes and Noble that I work at, I made like a spicy tier list. And I would put her at like the second. So like as you go down, it gets more and more spicy. So there's Mm -hmm. four levels. I would rate this like a two spicy because like the way she describes it, it's like, it's not just like a, oh, like a sweet, cute scene. It's like a dirty, raunchy scene. Yeah. And like the things that are said are very. The things that he thinks about Chloe and you're like. Oh my gosh, this dude literally. (laughs) He knows how to think. He knows how to think. And that's why I loved him so much more. And that's why I gave it such a better rating because of that. Because I, he, so when, when you're like, when you read it, you're like, oh my gosh, like this is hot. Like, and it's, it's, he, he's just commenting like about her lips and about her legs. And I'm just like, he had, he had me in love with Chloe and the way her body looked. Like, that's how much he adored her. Like, he just made you feel sexy. Yes. He made, like, any, like, the way he talks, I would make anybody feel sexy. Man. And Chloe was a plus-sized woman? Like, hell. I think think that's also important. Well, they're all. All the sisters are plus-sized. Yeah. But, um, oh, that was our, like, timer for uh, spoilers. But, um. Yeah. I still stick with my five out of five because I definitely would read this again. Mm-hmm. Um, 
also for my audiobook listeners, it's a great audiobook. Um, you only get one um, narrator for the whole thing because it is in third person. But you do um, get like a bunch of the accents and things like that because it is like set in like um, England, UK. UK, yeah. Um, and so I really did like the audiobook. So if you like audiobooks, this is, a, uh, I, I recommend this audiobook um, for sure. I would re listen to it again and reread it for sure. But from here on out, we're going to go into a bunch of spoilers. So if you haven't read the book yet, make sure you stop your video, your podcast listen here, go read the book and then come back and finish out the rest of this episode. Yeah. So to start off this spoiler session, what was your favorite scene in this book? Because I know my favorite scene. And it's like the cutie but raunchy scene. Okay. Um, a scene that I really, really like is... Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to save that other scene for my like spiciest scene. Um, okay, so the, the scene that I really liked is the one where he comes into her apartment for the first time. Uh -huh. And he is... He sees her and this is like a bad day for her meaning her illness her pain level is really high so he comes in this is like the first day that they're gonna start working together because she is building a website for his art and so they're helping each other out with the list and the website and she he comes in and immediately notices something is wrong with her and he kind of proceeds to start taking care of her but they're like little banter throughout that scene and the way he kind of handles being shown what's wrong really like set the mood for how the rest of the book was gonna go that was one of my favorite scenes and the camping scene was really great okay i i think the tent scene where like they go into the tent and he has like the lights strung up and stuff i think that was my favorite scene because it showed like yes we could see how like he cared and stuff like when he took care of her and stuff but like that's where it was like it was just the two of them nothing else and they went camping together and he made this like and then they like had sex in the end and it was just a really good scene <laughs> it was it was a really sweet scene because i was just like he knew that this was a big deal yeah and he took it into his own hands to make it an experience like it's not just like the act it's about the experience of things and I feel like a lot of people kind of like miss that it's like we like to like when when you're receiving a gift it's not like oh yeah here's like I got you this phone case and that's it you know it's about the experience it's about like you know receiving something wrapped up and opening it up no matter what it is it could be an avocado and the it's an avocado. Opening, it's an avocado. Thanks. <laughs> <And> it's, <laughs> I love that you got that. Thank you. I loved Vine. What are you talking about? Hey, different era. I had to make sure that you were there. Okay. Oh my gosh. The Vine era. I'm not even going to get off topic with the Vine. The Vine era was iconic. Oh my gosh. It was something. Um, but yeah. It's about the experience of opening it up and seeing it and being surprised, you know, even if you don't like the gift at the end, but it's all about the experience. And he knew that camping was, yeah, it was camping, but it was 
her whole list was about experiencing things, about living and having those experiences matter and mean something to her. And he knew that this had to be the best that he could make it. And he was just so thoughtful with every little aspect. Yeah. And that's, I literally had this conversation with my coworkers, but like, that's, she was talking about it. And she's like, how was like the main love interest? And I was like, you could tell, like, this is like, a you could tell it was a man written by a woman because he was so thoughtful and attentive attentive and he listened and but he 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 listened without listening if you know what I mean so he he like paid attention to the little things and he it's those non-verbal communications that he listened to as well that I think was very important especially in their relationship and the growth of their relationship um because throughout the book we see like like the scene of Chloe in the tree getting the cat also the fact that she had to give away her the cat i felt so bad for her like she that cat became one of like the stable things and she loved the cat and then this like honestly reckless i mean they became friends in the end yeah they but did it was just kind of like a, oh she gave up the cat <laughs> But the cat was like that constant thing tying them that brought like the relationship really together because he found her in that tree. And that was like when he was like talking about it and he was talking about her legs in the tree. And I was like, okay, okay, let's backtrack a little bit because that first scene where we jump into his like POV and he is thinking about her after she bumped into him the first time. And then he starts thinking about her legs and he basically like has a quick me time with himself and quickly fantasizes literally just about her legs and i was like if that's not like one of like the sexiest things ever because it's not anything else like he hasn't seen her naked he hasn't seen her you know anything else but it was just like he his obsession with her legs and you gotta admit like you gotta think about it she's a bigger girl and like you you can picture her whatever size but she's not a thin girl so she I imagined her how I have like this little yeah. photo um if you're looking on the YouTube I'm putting the photo up of red her and the cat together but like that's how I envisioned her in the book like that's how yeah. I thought of her as like I mean it, it's cartoon but I translated it into yeah and like it, so if you aren't on youtube you can look at the the cover and see the 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 picture on the cover and so like her legs are like so big and juicy to him and so soft and that he just it was so much that he got like hard and immediately had to like let it go you know and the fact that he is thinking about this and the things that man thinks about, the way he was picturing it and, and being able to caress her legs and her thighs and all of this stuff. And he finally like, you know, boom, here we go, done. Boom, 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 knock at the door. Guess who it is? And it's Chloe, I died. I died. <laughs> it's that like getting caught in the act like it's always that like getting caught trope where it's like they could be getting caught 
Oh, Sorry, man. I just heard a knock and I was like, oh, but like getting caught, like doing something by the like other person and you're just like, oh, you didn't see me, but it's like so, and it was just, and it's the fact that like, it's not even like, it's the fact that he finds things like her legs sexy and that's like what every woman wants is like something that like, <clears throat> that, that, that they don't think, I think that's like why I liked him so much is this like, it's not something that like you would inherently like a lot of guys like go straight for butts or boobs or like, like lips and the fact that he was like her legs and you're like oh okay I gotta like read a little bit of this um this is on page 82 if any of you have your book on you it says he could imagine it though and he did inside his mind Chloe Brown was in his bed because she belonged there. He had no idea why she belonged. And Dream Chloe was in no state to explain it to him, but she definitely did. He could feel her soft skin against his, her breath in his ear, her nails digging into his biceps. A phantom scent haunted him, salty like the ocean air on a seaside holiday, or like the sweat between the bodies of two people chasing sensation. Uh, and then it goes into what he's doing. Um, <clears throat> okay, but like this, this like okay, it's about the sensation. It's not so much about her. Her like okay, so sinking into her was tempting, but he moved down her naked body and said, "I shut against the truth of his own weakness." He breathed her in, bathed in her heat, lowered his head, swept his tongue over her, parting like it gets graphic it, it gets it's not just like it's not like a fluffy like her 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 nub or whatever it's like straight up body parts it, it describes like it's straight up body parts and literally right as he's about to okay literally i this line i'm gonna say i'm gonna i'm gonna read it he stroked himself faster and thought about how she'd react how her thighs would tighten around him and her hips would arch up towards him and that dangerous voice of hers would crack on his name someone knocked at his front door like that is like a it's like a oh, oh, moment it's like you the part where you want to like cover your mouth it and it's literally like He's trying to get himself together. He's like, y'all, just a sec. And then he hears her voice. Please don't hurry on my account. And then he just knew that. And like the way that she says it too, she says it so deadpan, but then he knows that it's a joke because he knows yeah. he gets her sense of humor already. Her, her, she has a very dry sense of humor, but he understands that. And that's really cute. Yeah, and then like when she's like looking him in later on, she starts smiling and then she goes like, what on earth has happened to you? You're all flushed, your hair is a mess and I think you've done your buttons incorrectly. And he just like, oh, for fuck's sake. And it's just like such a funny moment because like the way that he kind of like tries to like calm down and just focus is like so adorable I loved that interaction between them um another thing that I really liked between them was the emails the yes emails that was so cute. cute 
good. I love emails and little notes back and forth and text messages. I love when stories have that in their own way, like in Avatar, like Reese and Feyre have like the little paper. Yeah, which is basically them texting. It honestly is because they're instant messaging each other. It's instant instant messaging, even though that they have that mind to mind. Well, it's not there completely yet. Um, And so I love it when books have this. And so the emails start based on like the website and things like that. And he loves to mess with her. Yeah. That he starts like bringing up like, wow I don't even get like a full regards just like a regards and that's like the abbreviation and then he goes they start like signing it off and then they start chatting about other things that doesn't even have to do with the website and he calls her dearest Chloe and best and Chloe button brown and I love that he starts calling her button okay button is such a cute like it's an adorable like pet name button and it, it, it fits to her because of like she has to have buttons on all the time yeah and even like even though they're, they're fake but he it's like it's something different if somebody gives you a nickname and it has nothing to do with you but it's just a cute nickname like if somebody calls you honey or like sweetie pie or something like that but it's just because it's a cute name whether as they called you sunny because you're always wearing something yellow or because you have sunshine her because she's called button because she literally has buttons all the time and it's because I love nicknames like those because it shows that that person is actually paying attention to you and Mm -hmm. what you are and what you do that this is specified exactly to you like I've never had a nickname ever and I'm kind of sad because I'm like dang can like I think pet names can become very cringy. <clears throat> 365 days. Um, <laughs> like, okay. I think 365 days has like really tarnished baby girl for me because in rough and rowdy, he says baby girl. And then I just think of Massimo saying, are you lost baby girl? And I'm just like, it has ruined it for me. Like, I really like, like, I like baby girl, but also it's like, I can't stop thinking, are you lost, baby girl? So yeah. Button is such a cute nickname. And it's nice when you have like an inside joke with your significant other and you can like be like, oh, hey, Button. Or like in one of them I read, he called her Petal. And it was, it was, it was good. It was good. Also, um, Christina Lauren, two people. Yeah, <laughs> I do not know that. Christina Lauren is written by two authors, Christina and Lauren. The Unhoneymooners? Yeah. Wow. Christina Lauren is Christina and Lauren. I did not know that. That's pretty cool. Maybe that's how we can do ours. Yeah. What would it be, though? Well, Grace can be. Maggie Grace. That would be a nice one, Maggie Grace. That's like a. That's a cute name. It's a very white name. It's very white. I mean, we both have very white names. That's true. That's true. Anyways, <laughs> like you're the one with the. I think I think Margaret is a little, is like Margarita is what mine is versus yours is just Grace. Grace. I have Andrea though. Oh, that's true. That's true. 
anyways <laughs> um back to this uh button yeah it was the cutest one i don't think i've read any books with like super cute nicknames i love uh, oh and no i don't want to say it with you because you're gonna <laughs> is it um from these violent delights no oh, then say it no because i'm not saying it right well, I can correct you. I can correct you live. I had to look at it. <laughs> okay, I'll talk about mine. Um, so the Madison and Kate series, um, Steele calls her Hellcat. And I don't know why, but it's the sexiest like name, like Hellcat, because it's it's not like kitty cat or like kitty. It's like you're such a fucking Hellcat. Like it's like that because it's a darker romance. So and she's kind of like this bully bad bitch thing so it's like that like hellcat thing and you're like oh <laughs> i'm actually i actually have a video planned of like all of the like pet names that i like that would be a good one i have it i i already filmed it last night at like 2 a.m and i'm posting it tomorrow okay tag me in next yes i'll tag you i'll tag you in my favorite um pet names but um okay so yeah, no what is yours okay say it do you want to text it to me and then I can say it out no, loud? I got it. I, I got to be brave. It's um, Malishka. Is that how you say it? Send me the. Send me no, the... no, no. Because no, I know I, I need to know because I don't know if you're saying it right or not. It's M A L Y S H K A. Malishka, that's how you say it. It's uh, something like that. Let's try Google. Google coming to the rescue. Anyways, it's what Christian calls it's baby. Um, it's what Christian calls yeah. Gianna. Oh, that's cute. Right, and the way that he says it, um, has to do with like the story hold on let me um but then like ronan calls mila kitty or kidding which is like mon no 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 shit shit i don't even know mo something it's a hard word i know i see it in my eye but i cannot for the life of me um say it he says like katyonak mm -hmm. no. uh, well i'm at a scene right now where he he's not calling her by that name how did you spell uh what christian calls her again malishka m-a-l-y-s-h-k-a oh um babe malishka malishka yeah but the way that he it's says like, it is it's definitely the so, so um, in Russian, there's like this 
this um letter and it's um so it's malushka um i'm not probably saying it too correctly but it's not just malushka it's malushka there's like an accent it's like accented between the mal and shka yeah my tongue can't do that it's more of like a throat sound okay so the other one is called kachonok Okay, so I got it kind of okay. It's enough for you to know what it was. Kachonak. Kachonak. Yeah. that's kitten. Because koshka is kitten. And then kachonak is kitten. Or koshka is cat. And then kachonak is kitten. Okay. Uh, Maggie, at this point, you're just going to have to teach me the whole language. I'll try I have no idea what that is. I okay. literally said I speak Russian a little bit. That's fine. A little bit. Just enough to get me by. I, anyway. I do it to impress kids in my classes. Where I'll just go, Здравствуйте, меня зовут Маргарита Карпенко. Как дела? And they're all like... Yeah. That's going to work for you perfectly until you get like an, an a guy in there that like starts talking to you full out in Russian. You're oh, just like... I've had that before. <laughs> I've had that before. Uh, here's my... But he's like from Russia, so and I'm Ukrainian, so I like have more of a Ukrainian, yeah, because uh, my dad's Ukrainian. So, but back to back to uh, back to this names book. button was like a very adorable name that he always ends up calling her. And at first, like he's she thinks it's being condescending, but it's not. I gotta say that their banter is like really really cute mm-hmm. because it's banter that's built off of like her trying to like she comes from like an upper class family and you know she's very proper and things like that and like she kind of she doesn't look down her nose at him but she is flustered with how good he looks to her that she comes off as abrasive and then it just like spirals down into like him seeing her as like stuck up and then her seeing him as like um just like some guy who's just picking at her and the way that their relationship ends up growing from that is like so adorable it had me laughing so many times yeah because they get they get each other's humor like she doesn't get his at first but then she finally like figures it out and he kind of just thinks that her humor like he thinks at first like oh she's kind of this like prissy thing and then he starts realizing like when like uh, when he heard her through the door he's like oh she's making a joke and then he's like oh that's kind of cute and funny how she's trying to make a joke so um what did you think so so red is an artist we know that what did you think about the whole plot line with his ex okay so the the whole plot with his ex um Portia was this girl who kind of like abused um, Red's talent because Red is an artist and he's a really good painter and Portia used her influence to gain money from him through like art deals and things like that. But she didn't really love him. She didn't really care about him. And he was like so infatuated with her. He would literally do anything for her. And pretty soon he realized that he was like giving himself away and he was like kind of sinking into a hole and she did not care at all. And it was an abusive relationship. 
it was a big time abusive relationship. It was emotionally abusive and mentally abusive because she made it that he doubted his ability to really do anything without her, yeah. to succeed without him. I mean, without her. He didn't paint without her. Exactly. And for, for so long, he didn't paint because like, he's like, what, what's the worth of what's worth painting mm-hmm. if it's not going to be sold because I'm not good enough. I only sold because Portia allowed me to, and that's not true. And then Chloe right off the bat nips that in the bud because she's just like, what are you talking about? This is actually good. And she watches like, him. She yeah. watches him she through watches the window. That was, that was like her do a bad thing was watching him through the window, which I thought was so cute and so innocent because she was like, oh my God, I did a bad thing. I was watching him through the window. And like, we all watch guys through windows. We uh, all do it. Because yeah, uh, my mind went a little bit further when she said, I did a bad thing. I was like, what did you do? What did you do when you thought <laughs> yeah. about him? Because he yeah. did something. But he did Yeah, something. exactly. So I, I mean- thought she did while watching him oh well okay i think it is like i know this is like a thing guys do but like i haven't really done this but i think it's so weird that like he like did that and like didn't really know her i don't know i just i think that's weird it's like a little bit weird i mean he kind of knew her because it's been a couple it's it's been been a a few months it's been a few months but like he doesn't like he's not a friend of hers oh yeah yeah and so it's kind of that's kind of normal do guys actually do that yeah i think that's so weird though i think that's like if like well, because like, girls we kind of need a little connection that's true we do we need a little something in order for us to think them attractive yeah like yeah we can think that they're attractive surface level but sometimes that's not enough to create a whole fantasy around we need a detail you know yeah no i yeah, I just guys do that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a thing. I yeah, I've had so many conversations with a whole bunch of guy friends about that. And they're just like, yeah, you don't because again, the male gaze is very different from female gaze. Right? It's true. Yeah. But with him painting in the window, I literally thought that the bad thing she did was have herself a little me time watching him through the window okay when they like broke up for a little bit and he was like waiting for her to watch him through the window and like so he could catch her and stuff that was a cute that was so cute like i just i i think it was like all those little moments throughout this book that really made it tie in together so well and like she was able to do that like little moments like her watching him through the window and it ends up after they break up he's waiting and he knows that she watched her him and stuff and he's and waiting she can and- feel him, feel him look up at him that that thing that i love that trope where like i don't know if it's like i don't know if you've ever had this moment but i have a bunch of times where you can f- literally feel the other person looking at you it's just like this sense of like awareness that you have um, where you can feel when they walk into a room, when they look at you. Like a books describe this moment and I have been lucky enough to actually feel that where I would be working, doing something, my back to the doors and I would feel 
my person walk into the room and I would just know. And this person, he would end up telling me later on, like, how can you tell that I'm there? And I'm like, how do you know that I can, that I tell, that I notice that you're there? And he would tell me like, because like you sit up or like you like stiffen or like you do this little movement that lets me know that you know that I'm there. I don't think I could ever sneak up on you or things like that because that awareness that you have of the other person is like so keen and so insightful that even when you're fighting, like how Chloe and Red were, that awareness of each other is still there from across the courtyard and on the other side of windows, you know? It's because you both want to look, you both want to call out to each other, but you're both too stubborn to do it until you both give in. And it's so sweet when they finally do. And like when they're walking and stuff and when they go to the bars and he selects bars that are close to each other so that she's able to walk on her own. A man. That's when I knew he was in love with her. That's when you know he's in love with her. He's so attentive with her. He like doesn't berate her like with like, we need to sit down. We can't walk. We can't do this. We can't do that. No, it's like, we can do it. We have limitations to work within, but that's totally doable. We can do it. And he gets it done. Yeah. And I, whenever, sorry, I'm looking off to the side. I just need to like process this. I was like, whenever I would look in his point of view at Chloe, I just, I felt good about myself. Like, do you ever read that in a book and you, when the main love interest, like whether that be a guy or a girl, and they're talking about the other, the main character, the other main character, and you can tell that they just find them utterly amazing just for who they are and like find like the little details and you're like wow I wish and it makes you kind of feel good about yourself because you self-insert sometimes yeah you're just like oh I wish I had that I wish I had that we all wish we had a little um a little red for us literally because he takes such good care of her like um, there's a spicy scene that I really like where um, he they finally like say like that they want each other um, and that she's in pain and she they kiss like for the first time I think I think that's what it is I think they kiss for the first time and then he notices that she's in pain and then like she's like I think you should kiss me again and he's like but you aren't well and she's just like it's fine I'm never fine anyways but we can do other stuff and it was just like are you sure it's that like he says he says something like what page um I think it's, it's 263 he goes um I just want to read this. <laughs> okay, my cons- uh, she says, <laughs> 263, she goes, I think you should kiss me again. And this time don't do anything silly, like stop. He smiled, but his eyes were serious. You aren't well. I'm never well. And my consultant does like to go on and on about endorphins being natural painkillers and 
really? Your doctor tells you that? Well, yes, but usually in a Chloe, you should go out and have fun sort of way. Not a Chloe, you should clumsily seduce someone by discussing pain management sort of way. He wrapped an arm around her waist, hugging her tighter against him. No avoiding that erection now. She, she, she tried to maintain some dignity, succeeded for a half a second, then crumbled like feta and rocked her hips against his. A ch the choked groan he gave was pleasing. The way he screwed his eyes shut and let his head fall back, exposing the vulnerable line of his throat was intoxicating. Beautiful. Oh, the next quote he says, he says, sounding pain, he asks, orgasms can cause endorphins, right? They do. They do. And one, one. He says, <laughs> he says one, one. Only this man could offer one up like a silver platter dish. <laughs> and it'd be so sexy. Like, damn, boy, yes. It's simple two words. Like, want one? Where he's like, do you want one, Chloe? Because he knows she does. Of course she does. And then uh, she's like, oh, I'm still wearing my Buneref. I don't know how to say that patch which makes it this more it more difficult for me to do um that buprenorphine 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 whatever if you know what it is anyways he's like want to try and she says yes please oh my gosh and then that's when he finds out that the buttons were fake because like she oh my gosh do it and oh he gosh. like says you and your fucking cardigans you <sighs> fucking cardigans and she's like do you like cardigans and his amusement faded away replaced by something raw and animal i like yours because he literally every time he daydreams about her it's about her and her fucking cardigans yes and so, proceeding on to the next scene, we see things happen that are so beautiful. And then he says things like, I like the way you look at me. And then his phone is buzzing off, right? In the middle of it. And then she's like, she's like, you know, starting to gather her thoughts. She's like, oh, Red, you have to work. And he says, I'm busy, be quiet. And then she says, I don't think you want me to be quiet. And he says, no, I don't. And then he proceeds to tell her all of the things that he loves about her. I don't think say them on YouTube. Well, like, I love your, I love your melons. I love your melons, but not as much as I love your legs. Don't ask me why. I've been fantasizing about your thighs, all soft and thick and lush. He groaned and pressed his hot, open mouth kisses to her jaw, her throat, her collarbone. She sucked in a breath when his mouth reached her cleavage and kept going. He told her to keep the bra on, but now he muttered, fuck it, and pulled it down a cup, pulled down a cup until she spilled out. The tip of his tongue, impossibly light and achingly delicate, nudged her nipple at contact a moan shot through her lips her body arched without permission her hips rocking forward 
He took her nipple into his mouth, sucking hard, and she lost every last of her control. It was as if she had been on the edge of consciousness, clinging to lucidity by her fingertips. But now she was tumbling into a dream world. She was lust. It's not just, like, sexy. It's so beautifully written. It's, like, the type of writing that just makes you feel it all. Like yeah. It's, yes, it's spicy and everything, but it's about the whole experience of it. It's about everything. It's about the emotions going into it. It's about the type of weightlessness that they feel, the rush, everything combined into one. Because usually in those moments, it's not just like you're not just focusing on the actual physical acts. You're worrying about like what it makes you feel, what, how it catches your breath, all of these things. And this book does so well with it. And one thing that he says very funny is just like, you know, she's pushing for them to like go all the way. And then she's like, no, I'm not rushing this because no. And she goes like, don't you have a condom in your wallet or something? And he snorts and goes, you're confused about the state of my sex life. No, there's not a condom in my wallet. And even if there was, I wouldn't give you what you want. I'd need to take my time. And I like hearing you beg. Lord, have mercy. Mm, 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 mm. So this scene was definitely one of my favorite parts. And especially because like towards the end when she finally does like go over the hill, she ends up crying and he holds her tight and he says, I knew you'd cry. And she wasn't know how she didn't she wasn't sure how her voice still worked, but she managed to ask how. And he said, You feel so much. And that line after, first of all, after like that moment, right? But then that line is not just based on her emotional feeling, but, but her like physical. Because she's constantly in pain. And so it's this like idea of, like she's hypersensitive. And, like, I think for him to, like, acknowledge that and he acknowledges all of her, I think is so beautiful. And, like, he he's just – he is this perfect guy. Like, yeah, he has, like, some trouble and, like, issues and stuff, but he's still, like, this caring dude. And, like, the things he says to her oh. – One line that he says to her that I'm trying – to find but I can't I'm guessing that it's like later on um he says fuck I gotta find this page because it's gonna kill me if I don't he says mm, why can't I find it I'm losing my mind here I think he says you're gonna let me in that pretty little mm. tonight Chloe and the way he says it, I was like, mm-hmm. like some yeah. of my smutty book boyfriends just can't do it as well as Red. And I think it kind of has to do with like, this isn't just a smutty book. It's like it's a it's 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 characterized as fiction. Like it literally says fiction. It's not a romance even though it won a romance award which i thought was interesting that this is actually shelved in fiction in barnes and noble which i think we should change it to romance because it's obviously like romance is the main plot but oh it's so beautifully written 
And it's not like just at the beginning that he's talking. It's like throughout. Like he's making her feel like the most beautiful person in the world, the sexiest girl yeah. in the world. And that's what you want out of your partner. And for her, for Chloe, you know, like her number one, she didn't feel like she could have these types of relationship with somebody because the pain would stop them because they would look at her as lesser when he just looks at her as this strong person who has to endure so much and is still able to live beautifully. And he makes her remember, yes, you have pain, but you have so much more. Like she isn't just her chronic illness. Yes. And it's like literally one of like the most beautiful things I've ever read and I feel like that's why it's like my favorite ever book like contemporary romance so far so far because the way that their relationship grows is so genuine and so sweet that it just makes you fall in love with both of them and like I think the writing is also like it reads kind of how I was saying earlier. The reason why it's so impactful is because it's 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 very it's it has that it's not just like a smutty romance like romance book. It's that literary it kind of has that literary feel of the way she describes stuff how you were talking about earlier where it's just like this like beautifully written cohesive piece that if you took out the romance, like, yeah, it would struggle a little bit, but it's still beautifully written without the sexy scenes. Yeah, because, like, it's, it's just, she's literally living for the first time ever. And it's not that she needed someone to do it. She was going to do it on her own anyways. But this man was kind of given the opportunity to help her see her own capabilities and that was like the most amazing thing ever like I love all the spicy stuff and the way that he makes her feel absolutely beautiful but then it's so much more than that you know like I'm flipping through it now and I'm looking at all of these beautiful moments and I'm just so happy because their story kind of Honestly, this could be a movie and I Okay, it would be a really cute movie. It would be such a cute movie. It would be a great romance movie. I I feel like we have so many of these like high fantasy YA books coming out into movies and I'm like I kind of want that like nice fluffy adult romance movie and I think honestly I think like Netflix could do a good adaptation of it. Honestly, Netflix should be the only Netflix and HBO should be the ones sticking to like white from like book to tv because based on theirs they do really well Mm -hmm. so kind of to wrap this up i found the page by the way it's on the bottom of page 310 where he says that yummy line are you gonna be able to read it or do you want me to read it can i say that word out loud yeah it's towards the end okay youtube don't take it down he kisses her. Start from you're not so bad. Oh, okay. You're the whole thing. Okay, okay. Um Do you want me to do it? <laughs> oh, I got it. I got it. Do it. You're not so bad yourself, button. He pushed her back against the cushions and she laughed as she bounced a little on the blow up 
mattress. The laughter faded in her throat when Red lowered his body over hers, pressing her firmly into the blankets, grounding her and whipping her into a frenzy all at once. Her lips and her legs parted on a gasp. He kissed her jaw and whispered against her skin. So, you gonna let me slide inside that pretty pussy tonight, Chloe? <laughs> that line took me out. I was like, <gasps> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Please do. Please. Scrumptious. Scrumptious. If a real man ever said that, I'd be like, Ugh. like, get the fuck out. Nuance. Nuance. He's already kissing her. He they they are building up. They know that this is the moment. This for is that. like, this is like the um. What is that like? Um, right time, right place. Foreplay. Yeah, and yeah, definitely. But that that was definitely one of my favorite lines ever. This book made me laugh out loud mm-hmm. so many times. It's yeah. so funny to me. So romantic, so cute, so cheesy. I can't wait to read the rest of the Brown Sisters. If you haven't picked up this book, you make sure that you do so. It's such a good book. It's such a great well, audio. I don't, I don't know if anybody else is listening who hasn't picked up the book because we just spoiled the whole book for them. <laughs> well, yeah. If Well, convince other people to do so. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's us wrapping up uh, this. Get a life. Of Get a life, Chloe Brown. Mm-hmm. Um. It was a, it was, a, it was a good read. It was like, it was a nice, um, it was a fluffy, nice read. It was a, it was a good palate cleanser read. Yeah, it was definitely. It definitely got me out of a reading slump too. I finished it so fast. This was this book I actually finished faster than Maggie. Yeah, you did. You finished it so much faster than me because yeah. you started it after me and finished it before me. Literally, you, it, you finished it in a day. Literally. You finished it in a day. Literally. Because you listened to the audiobook. I was not. But um, so we both enjoyed this book. Um, Kind of to talk about last, the Garrison's episode, everybody who is still listening to us, thank you so much for following and subscribing to us after that episode. That episode has done well. That is our most liked, most viewed, most played episode was Garrison. Um, So thank you for everybody who has come onto our channel and found us through that. It was kind of great. Make sure you guys go back and listen to all of our other beautiful guests that we had on. And if you have any people that you would like us to interview or to have on, make sure you guys drop a comment, let us know, send us a DM, have them reach out to us. Yeah. Um, looking for new guests to have on. We usually have just friends on that we've known through book talk, book talk or whatever, bookstagram, but we always looking for more guests because we just want them have fun make sure you guys go ahead and listen to jenna's episode which was last week Mm -hmm. um be looking out for the episode coming up soon where we're gonna watch go through the shadow and bone episode with my brother jacob who is not a reader at all so that's gonna be fun honestly i thought about bringing my sister onto the episode too she was like i want to be on because they're both non-readers they are they both loved it yeah, that'll be a long episode. That would be a my sister and me together. <laughs> That's a danger. <laughs> For sure. That's well, what we'll do. We'll have our siblings on. That'll be a siblings, cute episode. 
sibling episode. But yeah. thank you to everybody who's still listening now. Um, we had fun time. Um, this is a great little read. Uh, it's definitely almost midnight for me. <laughs> Am I still going to go read? Of course. Of course. But um, thank you for listening and thank you for staying. And um, every all the links will be down in the description. Um, right after this, uh, you can click on to the next video uh, recommended for you or one that I chosen was Jenna's. So that will be that. And we'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye, guys.